Hello and welcome back to Stories of Yore with me, Natalie Sia, where we explore folk tales, myths and legends from Southeast Asia and beyond. It's January 2023 and this year, Chinese New Year falls on 22nd January. So of course, we're going to dive into that. And I'm very excited because Chinese New Year is not only a festival that I personally observe, but it's also a festival rich with traditions. For one, you have to wear new clothes, preferably red in colour. Extra points if you have new red underwear too. Second, married people have to give hongbao or red packets with money inside to children. And sometimes, as long as you're single and not married, you get to get a red packet too no matter your age. Third, you cannot sweep or clean your house on the first day of Chinese New Year. I'm serious, because if you do, you'd be sweeping and cleaning away your luck and prosperity. Fourth, there's the Yisang Lohei or the Prosperity Toss. Yisang is a prominent Chinese New Year delicacy in Singapore and Malaysia that contains shredded vegetables, a variety of sauces and condiments, sometimes pillow crackers and peanuts, and often raw fish too. Well, you're supposed to toss the ingredients together while calling out all sorts of auspicious wishes and hopes for the new year. And the higher you toss, the more luck you get. So yes, it gets pretty loud and messy. What else? During Chinese New Year, it's also common to see lion dances and dragon dances. I grew up loving them so much. They're performed to chase away any lingering bad luck or evil spirits and to usher in good luck for the new year. Firecrackers used to be set up for this purpose too, but I think because of the risk of injury and damage, it's probably not legal to set off firecrackers anymore, although you'll still be able to see decorative firecrackers hung around. You'll also often hear Chinese people refer to the new year as the year of a certain Chinese zodiac animal. There are 12 animals in total, and this year, 2023, it's the year of the rabbit. Just thought it's something you should know. Wait, there's more. So, Chinese New Year is usually celebrated for 15 days, and within these 15 days, there are other special days observed too. The seventh day of Chinese New Year is known as Renru, which means People's Birthday. In Chinese customs, it's believed that Renru was the day people were created, and so it's the day dedicated to celebrate everyone's birthday. On the ninth day, the Hokkien's, who are a group of Chinese people originating from southern Fujian in South China, celebrate a festival known as Pai Ti Gong, which translates to praying to the God of Heaven. This has a meaningful story behind it, and we'll definitely talk about it later in this episode. Then on the 15th day, the Chinese New Year comes to an end with the Lantern Festival. But it's also widely known as Chap Gome in Hokkien, which literally translates to the 15th night. And many tend to refer to this day as the Chinese Valentine's Day. One interesting tradition linked to this day is the throwing of mandarin oranges into the river. What? <laughs> You heard right. And apparently this tradition originated not from China but from Penang, Malaysia, in the 19th century. This custom believes that when unmarried women toss a mandarin orange into the river or the sea, they'd be able to find themselves a good husband. Well, I may or may not have once tried doing that, and I shall neither confirm nor deny it. 
Anyway, I could really go on and on, and I'm not even close to covering all the Chinese New Year traditions yet. But it's really time to talk about what this podcast is really about: the stories. Now, behind every tradition or cultural practice, I believe, often lies a legend or a folktale, and that's certainly the case for most of the Chinese New Year traditions we've talked about. But because there are way too many to cover in one episode, let's just look at three folktales today. We're going to look at the legend of Monster Nian, the story behind Bai Ti Gong, and the story behind Red Packets. The first story we'll look at today is the legend of Monster Nian. This is pretty much the origin of Chinese New Year, and it all started with a terrifying sea monster called Nian, which, according to legend, had a long head and sharp teeth and sharp horns. This monster lived deep in the sea all year round, not to be seen, but once every year, around the time of Chinese New Year, it would show up. To hunt and eat people and their livestock in the nearby villages, so every year on New Year's Eve, all the villagers would flee their homes to remote mountains to try to escape the monster. Until one day, when an old man with white hair visited the village, some believed that this old man was really a god in disguise. Whatever he was, he certainly showed great courage and wisdom. As everyone was preparing to run, this old man refused to budge. He didn't want to leave the village, and he refused to hide from the monster. He told the villagers that the monster Nian was afraid of three things: the color red, bright lights, and loud sounds. But the villagers were too fearful to listen to him, and ran off to the mountains anyway. The old man went ahead with his preparations himself. He wore bright red clothes, put red papers up on the doors, hung up red lanterns, lit candles all around, and created loud crackling noises by burning bamboo. When Nian came on New Year's Day, the sights and sounds startled and scared him. So much so, it sent him into a frenzy, and he fled, terrified. The villagers returned from the mountains, surprised to see the village still in one piece. Nothing's been destroyed, and the livestock remained unharmed. And from then on, every Chinese New Year, people put up decorations in red, set off firecrackers, and wear red clothes to keep themselves safe from Nian. The next story is the folk tale behind Bai Ti Gong. Bai Ti Gong is a special day observed on the ninth day of Chinese New Year by the Hokkien's, with sugarcane as a distinct feature of this tradition. According to legend, during one Chinese New Year in the Ming Dynasty era, bandits raided a village in the Fujian Province. These bandits robbed and burned down the villages and attacked and killed anyone they saw. Fearing for their lives, the villagers ran to a nearby sugarcane field and hid there, desperately praying to the god of heaven or Ti Gong to save them. The bandits were hot on their trail, 
But although they searched for the villagers for many, many days, they couldn't find them. And they finally gave up and left on the ninth day of Chinese New Year. Relieved and overjoyed, the villagers emerged from the sugarcane field and praised the God of Heaven. Realizing that the ninth day also coincided with the birthday of the God of Heaven, they decided to celebrate and give offerings to the deity to show their gratitude for his protection. And today, Pai Ti Gong is not only observed in China's Fujian province, but also in Singapore and Malaysia, where there are large groups of Chinese with Fujian ancestry. In today's final story, we'll take a look at the origin of the red packets. Red packets are known by several different names in Chinese, depending on the dialect you speak. It's Hongbao in Mandarin, Laisi in Cantonese, and Angbao in Hokkien. They can be given on any auspicious occasions, including birthdays and weddings, but it's most widely associated with Chinese New Year. And during Chinese New Year, Children are usually the ones receiving these packets. Although most people are excited about the money inside the red packet, the significance is actually the red packet itself. The origin of red packets involves an evil spirit named Demon Sui. As legend goes, Demon Sui liked to appear on Chinese New Year's Eve to terrify children while they were asleep. Some claimed that Demon Sui would pat the heads of these little sleeping children three times, and the next morning, the children would wake up with a fever, causing their parents great worry. To keep their children safe from Demon Sui, parents started trying to keep their children awake all night. One New Year's Eve, a couple gave their only child a red packet with eight coins inside, hoping that the child would play and be entertained and so stay awake the whole night. But the child gradually grew too tired anyway and fell asleep, with a red packet and eight coins by his side. When Demon Sui came and tried to touch his head, the eight coins flashed brightly and scared the demon away. It turned out that the eight coins were eight fairies in disguise sent by the gods to protect the child. So today, the red packet or envelope has become symbolic of the coins and continues to be given out every Chinese New Year to keep children safe and bring them good luck. Thank you so much for joining me today on Stories of Yore. It's been a long one, but I hope you've enjoyed it and learned a thing or two about the legends behind Chinese New Year. As always, please consider sharing this podcast with someone you know or get in touch with me to tell me your favourite folktale or legend at hello at natalicia.com. Until next time, hold your stories close and the magic of storytelling closer.